Yeah, now listen, Muzz and I alluded to this earlier in the program um, in regards to feral cats. I mean, I hate the damn things, and I've come across them a few times, and they are just the most dangerous things you've ever seen in your life. They're revolting. The cost uh, that feral cats have on our native animals is absolutely devastating. Every year across Australia, they kill an estimated, how many do you reckon? Two billion animals. No. Two billion animals across Australia every year. Really? These invasive cats, they're also linked to about 25 mammal extinctions. Really? Yeah. So, you know, here, kitty, kitty, kitty. Boom. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to domestic cats, uh, they also kill about 230 million Australian birds, reptiles and mammals each year because their owners will not contain them and they let them loose. New research from the University of Tasmania says that feral cats are a triple threat to our native wildlife. The study found native animals are up to 200 times more likely to come across a feral cat than equivalent native predator, such as a spotted-tailed quoll. Study author and conservation ecologist from the Tasmanian Land Conservation is Rowena Hamer, and I'm happy to say that she joins us on the program. Rowena, good to talk to you. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on. Not at all. Those figures are horrifying. Aren't they just? Yeah, it's a little bit um, scary. Two billion, two billion a year. Yep, that's that's not my numbers, but I'm pretty sure that's a pretty conservative estimate as well. So, yep. Well, Moses was telling me I've never seen one. I've never seen a photograph. But um, he, he he told me before. He said, "Think your your standard domestic cat times three in terms of size. They can get really big." <laughs> They can. They can also, I mean, where I was working in Tassie, they, they really look not much different to your average domestic mog. They, um, but you do get some really big, massive ones up, particularly in the Northern Territory and places. And they're kind of, the longer they've been feral, the more they kind of revert to a wild type cat. So, they, they're, they're, yeah. they're like little mini lions. Mm. But if you're a yeah. lizard or something, it would look like a lion. Yeah, you're absolutely <laughs> gone. Right. So look, t- talk to us about the research you've been doing um, and, and, and where you currently sit today. Sure. Um, so, I mean, I, I think I'm kind of preaching to the choir around cat impacts. I mean, you guys have kind of gone through all of those horrific statistics. Yeah. So my research was not so much about, you know, saying how bad they are again. It was more looking at going, well, we know we've had really similar predators to cats. You know, our native wildlife has evolved with things like quolls, which when you look at them superficially, they look really similar. You know, they're the same size, they eat the same kinds of things, they have the same kind of hunting strategy. So our question was, why are cats so much worse? Um, so I was in an agricultural area in Tassie and we put a bunch of GPS collars on. So I had co- these collars were taking their locations every five minutes for about a month. Right. Um, and what we were finding was that the way they use the landscape is really, really different. So uh, the best analogy I was told was that, you know, cats are kind of like set stocking and quolls are like rotational grazing. So, you know, you'll have cats will go to the same places night after night after night after night, whereas quolls will kind of be in one area for a couple of days and then they'll move on to another area. So they're kind of spreading that impact around. Right. But also they never build up to the same numbers as cats. So quolls have this kind of social structure where females will defend a really large territory, so up to, you know, one or 2,000 hectares in our study sites where there'll be, that's only one breeding female, so you never build up to the same kind of density that you get with cats. So cats will have many more, uh, you know, many more litters of cats, which creates many more predators. Pretty much, yeah. Yep. Uh, talk to us about how many... Um, I'm just intrigued too because you mentioned Tasmania a couple of times. Is that to indicate Tasmania's got a particular problem or is this problem Australia-wide? It's. I mean, cats are a problem Australia-wide. There's no question about that. Right. I guess they're they're 
the problem in Tassie in that we don't have foxes, luckily, fingers crossed. Um, you, don't so... want, you don't want foxes as well. <laughs> no, we really, really don't. <laughs> um, and we have had, you know, there was some indication that Tasmanian devils were keeping cats a little bit in check, but they've had this really devastating facial tumour disease. And so there's been this, you know, up to 90% decline of devils. And we have seen a big increase in feral cat activity and probably numbers as well. So, yeah, within my study site, I think we had nine cats per kilometre squared on average. And that's, you know, more than 10 times the national average. If so, we don't yeah. do something about it now, how out of control is it going to get? Pretty, um, you know. There's, there's a lot of. Species. I mean, most people would say yeah. two billion is way out of control already. We should yeah. have done something years ago. Yeah, um, I think it's it's really noticeable when, particularly, I'm not from Tasmania originally. When you come down here, there's species here that are just clinging on. You know, they've they've gone extinct on the mainland, but they're still here in Tassie. But we're having those conversations we had in Victoria. So things like Eastern Barred Bandicoots, you know, 20, 30 years ago in Victoria, we were talking about how they were declining. Oh, but they're still here in these kind of little pockets. We're having those conversations in Tassie now. You know, these things are disappearing more and more. So, yeah, we're going to lose more species. So how are we going to control them? I mean, is shooting an option? Do you do you poison them? Because, I mean, obviously you run the risk then of poisoning other animals. Exactly. Um, so... Controlling cats is really tricky. You can trap them, you can bait them, you can shoot them, you can do all of that stuff, but it's they're they're pretty smart, um, so it's, it's pretty hard. So if you're going to do that, it's really about you've got to have something, you know, a really targeted area that you've got, say, a known population of something threatened or, you know, you're trying to keep your, your barn clear of cats, then you can kind of put that amount of effort in. But trying to do that over a whole landscape just doesn't work. Yeah. Um, I think at this point we're kind of in a holding pattern. We're trying to make it so that our species can survive until we have a weapon, something, you know, disease-based or something genetic-based, a bit like Khaleesi or something like okay. that. Yeah. Rabbits. What, about, what about contraception? I mean, is that an option? It, it has been used. So people do use, um, particularly around urban areas, they'll use like trap to release. So they'll trap them, they'll sterilise them and release them again. Right. Um, the only problem with that is, again, it's a hell of a lot of effort. Yeah, for a very limited return. Pretty much. There's not a lot of evidence it really does any much long-term in the way of reducing cat numbers because you've just got too many coming in did, all the time. Did you do any research in regards to the amount of native animals that are killed by domestic cats? And that's, you know, little kitty kitty that lives in the suburbs. You don't like cats, do you? <laughs> no, I can't stand cats. Um, <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I know a lot of other people have. You know, there's some really interesting studies coming out of Australia and overseas as well. I mean, people that, own, people that own cats domestically in suburbs, let them roam loose at night time. I thought they had to be indoors. Yeah, they're meant to be indoors, but they don't. They let yeah. them roam loose. They don't care. Yeah. Right. And, you know, they're yeah. killing native animals all the time. Um, so where to, Rowena? What do you, where to from here? Well, for us at this point, um, we're finding there's a fair bit of research coming out that actually adding habitat structure can really help native wildlife live with cats. So, you know, there was some research in the Kimberley that in an open area like open grassland, cats will kill 80% of the time that they try and they hunt something, they'll kill it. But if you add some rocks or you add some shrubs or you add some kind of you know, little refuges in that landscape, their success rate drops to 20%. So, you know, at the landscape scale, adding that kind of complexity in the ground story can be really, really helpful. Um, we're also working on a bunch of kind of new techniques. There's John Reed's been developing something called a Felix a grooming trap, right. which is, you know, uh, this device that can basically detect something walks past it, it can detect whether or not it's a cat and it can spray it with a, a toxin, which the cat then grooms off. So oh, that's right. really kind okay. of target-specific. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, there's a lot of people working on, you know, genetics and disease and other things, but I think it's just it's always going to be a combination of all of those mm, okay. those things. Sounds like you've got your hands well and truly full, <laughs> yes, Dr. Hamer. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, I feel a bit depressed there. There's so many bloody cats and, <laughs> and not too many answers to a very, very significant and pressing problem that's not going away anytime soon. It's not. It's not. Good to so, talk yeah, to you. I think you. the best chance we can give our native wildlife would be, yeah. Yeah. Well, keep in touch. Thanks so much for your time. No worries. Thanks for having me. Good on Great. you. Great. Rowena Hamer.